sativa or um, indica? I, listen how much I know about weed. All I know is like how edibles. Can, how do you not know about weed? Because I smoked weed in high school, but you know, that was before, like, you didn't pay attention to what it was then. People just handed you pot, like a joint, and you smoked it. And then I do edibles when people give them to I basically just, when people hand me drugs, I do it, but I don't ever buy it. So, yeah. like, I don't know what I'm doing. I just take it and do it. But and I luckily, do people hand you drugs all the time. Yes, it's nice to ha- have a vagina. <laughs> <laughs> but people never really handed me drugs because they probably think I'm, like, some goody two-shoes. What? No. Well, then they clearly they don't follow you. People that just see you in public? I just mean just in general, like, in life, like... Yeah, they see Asian. In high school. And, yeah. Well, I was a big dork in high school. But, yeah, like, I never smoked weed in high school. Really? Yeah. Well, I was a theater. We had like a theater program in oh, my high school. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, and I was in that. So that was like the stoners, you know. But I wasn't really a stoner, but everyone else was. So there was just a lot of weed around. So Oh, cool. So that's how I started. Oh, I was in choir and band. No way. Yeah. I was in band until my mom let me quit. My mom made me be in band for did like... Did you play the flute? No, but my mom did. I played the clarinet. Oh, you did? I fucking hated it. I hated it. I hated the way that wood felt on my tongue, which is ironic now. (laughs) (laughs) But I always felt like I was going to get splinters on my tongue playing the... What did you play? I played the oboe. Oh, so it's the same thing. It's like that reed. It's not the same thing. It's not? No. I thought it was the same reed. No. The oboe is a double reed, and it's uh, like you have to... I was carving out my own reeds. Like, what? I was like making my own reeds. Shut up. You're like whittling your own. <laughs> yeah. That's hilarious. I, had, I brought a knife to school and a cutting block. I had a whole kit. The only person who could get away with bringing a knife to school is a, is a band nerd. Yeah. Like you could never have been like one of the kids in my theater program bringing weed and knives into the school, but you're like sitting there whittling I got weeds. away with it. That was before metal detectors and everything. Oh my God. But nowadays they'd be like, hey, you oboe player. Yeah, they would see What your, are you doing with this little knife? <laughs> they would think there's a gun in your oboe case, probably. <laughs> I could never... Uh, I, I hated band, and my family was so poor, and my mom still made me be in band because she was, like, convinced that band would keep me out of jail. Like, she was convinced if I was in the band, yeah. I would be a good child. Oh, wow. But she was not right. I mean, it is true. A lot of band kids, like, do stay out of trouble. I became They're like a, dorks. They are. Well, we, I should say we're dorks. Well, I was in it too. Yeah, I was. And now my nephew's in it and he loves it. I shouldn't... I sh- it's great if you love it. Where I was, this is weird, but the town I was from, the high school marching band was like famous in the whole state. No joke. Because for some reason, our marching band had like 600 kids in it. It was the biggest marching band in the state. Even though the school wasn't that big, everyone was in band. So it was actually not like as nerdy uh-huh. as in a lot of places. So when I got in the band, because my mom made me, I was a terrible student. I was always getting in trouble, but I was like, I'm going to run for band officer. Like, I'm going to be like the band secretary. And I was, I think I was a sophomore. And as a joke, I ran. And I would and you like, won. and I won. Yeah. And then everyone was pissed when I, like, I mean, the people that really loved band were like so They're angry like, when I won. She's like 20th chair clarinet player. <laughs> Seriously. She's just pretty. So I, she won. Uh, I wasn't even pretty. I was like the ugliest kid, but I would just, I would make just jokes at the at the meetings and I would come high and I would just I would I would make posters that said things like if I'm nominated like keggers at my place Friday night like I really was just I did it as a total joke and I won oh my god yeah but then I had to do it because you have charisma some of these clarinet players probably were just (laughs) complete duds 
you know? Yeah, right, right. Clarinet players are not usually known for uh, their personality and charisma. No, maybe not at all. I'm glad that we've started this out by completely knocking um, band geeks, clarinet players, people that care about running for office. <laughs> and uh, but we're included in that. Yes, in that bunch. So yeah. that's completely fine. Fine yeah. with with me. You know, I never would have come to L. A. for the first time if I wasn't in band because we took a band trip here. When oh, I, really? Yeah, when I was a sophomore, we played in the Rose Bowl Parade. No way. That was my first time ever in L.A. Oh, wow. Isn't that nuts? And I remember coming out here and thinking, you know when you come to L.A., how you think everything, like you think Hollywood is going to be beautiful, and you think, like, I thought Venice Beach was going to have, like, Baywatch babes running mm-hmm. down it, and then you get there, and it's literally, like, Venice Beach is, like, a, a dumpster on a boardwalk, basically. I mean, I love Venice now that I live here, but as a kid... And you're one of the homeless people on the boardwalk. More or less, Yeah. I mean, I rode here on a. I'm like knocking. I'm like knocking Venice. I rode here th- like 30 miles on a bike. No, and same thing with New York. You think New York is going to be Sex in the City, and you see these dumb Midwestern girls bringing like a suitcase full of dresses and heels to New York, thinking they're going to get hit on and meet Mr. Big. Oh God! And, and, and right. it's it's all homeless people and crackheads. Or you walk like you come with like your heels, which by the way, like no one who lives in New York can afford Manolo Blahniks. Like I don't know those girls on Sex in the City. I'm like that one pair of shoes is like three months of rent. That basically. show just ruined New York City. Right now, like all these girls like move there, and I'm like I moved here before the gold rush. Yeah, and who the fuck takes cabs in New York? You can't take. They took cabs everywhere, and then they wore those. If I wore the heels, they wore in New York City, my feet would be bleeding after like two blocks. No, you have to take your flip-flops with you everywhere. Yeah, yes. And look like whatever. You don't care what you look like. And then it's embarrassing when you're walking around like a five-star restaurant wearing heels and holding a pair of sweaty flip-flops. Being like, can I use your bathroom? <laughs> but you don't even ask. You like you like learn how to ask to use the bathroom without uh, giving away that you're not going to eat there. You're like, I'm meeting a friend here. Oh, right. I know. It you're is like, funny trying to find a bathroom in New York City is the worst. There's uh, nowhere to go. Hotels. You got to go to hotels. You gotta go to the second floor of hotels. Is that the secret? The yeah. second floor. They don't have it so easily accessible. Or the basement. The basement? How do yeah. you get, how do you even get to the basement about you have to work? Like there. the Pennsylvania <laughs> hotel or the New Yorker hotel, you go in the basement, man. That's hilarious. You show up with like a bucket and like gloves, like you're one of the maids and you just change into it to go downstairs. But you just gotta act like you're you're already checked in. Yeah. Because it's always different shifts. Yeah, and a lot of checked-in people hang out in the basement. That's why it's good to work like jobs. <laughs> That's why it's good to work jobs where like you know the ins and out of shit. You know? Yeah. Like I used to work at a dentist's office just cuz I was curious like what how people act at a dentist's office. What like the people that work there? You just no, want, or like, do you mean people like, coming in with their teeth? As a customer, like what are what am I supposed to do as a customer when I do get my teeth cleaned? That's hilarious. I could never work in a dentist's office. I just think that having to like clean people's teeth would be the most. Well, I didn't dis- clean their teeth. I was a receptionist. All right, I guess that's okay. I don't even want to be around it though. I just feel like that is the grossest. Jo- I would honestly rather be a gynecologist or a proctologist. Yeah, like people's mouths are disgusting. I mean, yeah. I guess their assholes are too a lot, but I mean, like I feel like when they're cleaning your teeth, there's just so much like stuff flying. I would love to be an ear doctor. Really? Yeah. Why? I like looking in ears. That would be kind of interesting. I've never really like seen not an eardrum. As gross, it's yeah. not as gross as a mouth or a butthole. Most likely. Um, and butt ears are important, so... I would argue that ears are more important than buttholes. Ear, nose, really. and mouth 
doctor. Yeah, EM- EMT. Ear, Is nose, that and throat. EM- ear, nose, oh, and throat. Ear, nose, and throat. Same thing. <laughs> Ear, nose, and mouth. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, I think that an ear is usually probably the cleaner, cleaner of the three cavities. Yeah. Between mouth and I mean, butthole. I don't know. I do see a lot of disgusting ears. Like, a lot of people don't take care of their ears. It is gross because, like, I don't know about you, but I like when guys go after my ears. You know, like, I like when guys, like, nibble on my ear, lick my ear, suck on my ear whatever but and i would feel really guilty if there was you know some wax coming out well it is a sensuous zone isn't it it's one of the i think it's one of the ones i want to actually study that because i feel like there's a lot that that we're missing that i'm missing do you know what i mean the erogenous zones that's yeah. it i think it's an probably erogenous like zone. neck neck for sure mm-hmm. you know there's Toes. obvious that's what i mean i think like the arches of your feet are one i think there's some that people but who has miss. time for that <laughs> Right? Just go for the gold, man. No, I get mad when they go for the gold. I really do. I get angry. It depends. If it's my boyfriend, that's one thing. But, like, guys, the guys I see usually don't want to see me more than once a week. So I'm like, if you're only going to fuck me once a week, I need you to make it an event. Yeah. It needs to be like, I need to feel like I had a spa day. Right. You know what I mean? It sucks when it's too quick. Yeah. I complained to a guy the other day. I just say it now. I'm not even nice anymore. The other day, I hooked up with a guy. And, and it was all right. It was it was good. But afterwards, he was like, so how was the sex? He asked. And I'm like, if you ask, I'm going to tell you. And wow, I'm, who asks? He, I know. I think he was trying to be kind of like funny or something. And I was like, you know, it was okay. He was, he was fishing for a compliment is what he was doing. Was he surprised so. when you like knocked him down? Yes. I said, yeah, it was good. It was a little quick. And he was like, bitch. He, like, he was offended. And I was like, well. You know, we haven't fucked in two weeks, and I just think that for every week you go without fucking me, I should get at least, like, 20 minutes in bed. So that means a 40-minute, I just, I demand. And you feel like you should just put on a timer, because in a guy's head, they think they were, like, going down on you forever. Right? And then in your head, you're like, no, I know the actual time. Exactly. And I also know my capacity for orgasms. Like, when we started this Black Mirror episode, it was at... (laughs) Two minutes, 32 seconds, and now it's only five minutes. A hundred percent. I'm like, listen, I sat through, like, this whole fucking baseball game you wanted me to watch. It's boring as fuck. So now you owe me, like, seven innings of sex. You know what somebody told me is that lesbian couples are actually have the highest rated sex life that, than any other kind of couple. Really? Yeah. That's fascinating. Like, they are just more, they're just coming more, and they're just happier because, like, guys <laughs> don't give a shit. Guys just want to come. I know. You just want to finish right. themselves. Whereas women, we're always taking care of other people. I have been with guys that really, truly get off on getting you off. Like, almost enjoy it more. Like, I, I actually dated a guy for a while who, he really didn't care that much about coming. And you could tell he'd fucked a ton of women. So he was just like, he got off on kind of like the competition aspect of like, how mm-hmm. hard can I get you off? So now, I kind of learned from him. I make it like a competition for the guy as quickly as possible. Like, as soon as I can, I let the guy know like, I come easily, and I can come, like, 20, 30 times if you're good. Like, I kind of dangle that out there. Yeah. So then the guy feels like if he doesn't get me off a whole bunch of times, he didn't live up to the other guys. So I you're set like them up. You're like a pinball machine, <laughs> and there's like, there's, like, 20, 30 spots yes. where you can light up and yeah. get points. Yeah, that's what I try to do. You want to be the highest scorer. Yeah. I wish I could get tickets to, like, come out of my ass, like Dave and Buster's. Like a and they Chuck got a Cheese. Prize. Yeah, wouldn't that be great? We're both from the Midwest. Where are you from? Chicago. 
I didn't realize that. Yeah. I went to college there. Where? I went to Roosevelt, which is like um, downtown Michigan Avenue. No way. Where'd you Why'd go? you go to Roosevelt? Um, because they have a really good theater conservatory, and I got a scholarship there. Wow. Are yeah. you serious? Yeah. In fact, that school is weird because it's like pretty much it's adult commuters who mm-hmm. go there, and then they have like a theater and music program that are awesome. So I went there. Wow. Yeah. What about you? I didn't I went to U of I. No way. Yeah. Well, where'd you grow up? In, in in Rogers Park and then... Shut up. Yeah. I don't know if we ever talked about this. My first... Uh, we never. I had a condo in Rogers Park. You did? Yeah, like right by... You're fancy. Well, I was married. Might have been my old apartment. You lived in it. <laughs> <laughs> How funny would that be? I did rent it out for like a year because we bought it. So I was married. So after college, my first year out of college, of course, I was like, we, ha- we should buy a place. We're wasting money on rent. We bought a condo. And then, like, six months later, I was like, I don't really want to live in Chicago. I want to I want to live in L.A. Yeah. So I was like, I'm going. So I just kind of packed up my car and left. I left my ex in Chicago. I'm like, you... You guys were still married? We and were you still just left married. Him? Well, I didn't just leave him. I was like, um, come visit. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, more or less. It, uh-huh. I think I already had one foot out the door a little in the yeah. marriage at that point. So I came out here, and he stayed there for Why six Why did you months. get married? What were you thinking? I, I was 19, so I wasn't thinking that much. Were you Amish? What the hell? I know. I 19? Know. It's so funny you're saying this. I literally do, like, so much time about this on stage because everyone asks, like, the same questions. Are yeah. you Amish? No, I think crazy? I've seen this. Yeah. yeah. I basically just... Uh, I was in love with him. I really was, but I was young. You know when you're young, your first yeah, love? Yeah, you're a you baby. Think, yeah. I think I felt like, I felt like the, you know, those kids in like the vampire movies that think it's like eternal love. Aww. And then also like he was from a really conservative family. So there was like some pressure when I got the scholarship, like, oh, you guys are going to live together in Chicago, like not married. So there was just all this, I don't know. I just did it. But I remember the day I got married in the back of my mind being like, this probably isn't a good idea. Like, I knew. I knew. Everybody says that. Yeah. I don't know if anyone... I'm so curious if anyone has ever gotten married and been sure. I don't know anyone who's ever been sure. Like, every autobiography you read of every celebrity is like, and then I got married, and part of me was thinking, (laughs) why am I doing this? Yeah. I mean, I have two friends who are getting married right now, and both of them have called me and been like, I'm just not sure. I'm like, I don't think anyone is ever sure. I don't know why anyone does it. How can you lock down the rest of eternity? Right? I can't even lock down this weekend. Yeah. Like, really, I don't know. I, I don't know. Like, in hindsight, I should never have done it, and I felt guilty. But did you have to, like, pay a lot to get a divorce? Because that happens to a lot of girls. I was so lucky because my ex-husband is such a good dude that once we realized it was done, he was like, I'll take care of everything, and he really did. He did what? everything. But I also didn't oh take him God. for any money. Yeah. Like, he made a lot more than me, and I was like, I'm not going to try to take half your money because you, like, I'm the one that really wanted out and I was the one that was like kind of a shitty spouse I mean I never cheated but I was like always like kind of looking for eh, a way out yeah I was just never sure I wanted to be married from jump and he was such a good yeah great guy so at the end it was sort of like okay I'm not gonna try to clean you out just wow give me the car and half of what we own and that was that when I was 19 I went out with this guy who's an Ayn Rand enthusiast a what an Ayn Rand you know Anne Rand, the author of The Cloud, The, oh, A- the Atlas? Yeah, yeah. It's like that whole philosophy is based on selfishness and capitalism. It justifies capitalism. Mm. So he was just, their whole foundation of their living was just be selfish. 
And for me, I grew up completely opposite. Yeah. I grew up live a life of sacrifice, give your life up for God, be oh, a servant wow. of God. Like, I wish I could just go back in time and be like, what was I doing with him? Oh, like, I know. Here he's like literally living by this, like, be selfish and just take take what you can for yourself. Yeah. And, and, and you stayed with him. Yeah. You were probably just attracted to him because he was so the opposite of everything that was ingrained in you. And it was like something different. Yeah, I mean, Maybe. we just met in a ping pong. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like we were just playing ping pong. Like, if you're in college and you want an Asian girlfriend, just go play ping pong until some girl comes That's by. Hilarious. You're and... like, it wasn't that deep. We were just... <laughs> no, Kate, it was ping pong. We were playing beer pong, actually. It was beer pong. You know, and, and we went out, and I remember, like, when you're 19, you just, I don't know, he's just, what 19-year-old guy knows how to, like, treat a girl? To begin with, right? right? Or how to fuck? No, I mean, and he was a nice guy. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not trying to knock him or anything. And he was really smart. But I just remember, like, he was just clueless. Like one time, he got me like um, this weird gift for my birthday. It was like a, like one of those centerpieces in a living room for like if you have a house, you know. What? What? He got you a centerpiece, like, to put on your coffee table? Yeah, like, it just made no sense. Like, I was just like, uh, what am I gonna do with this? What was this guy like? Was he, was he white? Was he Asian? Was he He's, black? He's, like, Italian. He was Italian? What yeah. did he do? He was in college. He was yeah. in college also. Yeah. See, my, my, uh, ex-husband was much older than me. He was, like, well, not much, but I mean, he was, like, six years older than me, which, when you're 19, That's is a lot. a lot, yeah. Yeah, so, he at least had kind of already, like, dated some and mm-hmm. was kind of like you know knew how to treat women but i didn't know how to treat a guy. i was a horrible wife i now i'm a good loyal chick but it took a long time yeah you know what I mean? I was <laughs> well i mean good. who makes a good wife at 19 no one i don't know if i'd make a good wife now i would i don't want to get married again do you want to get married no i yeah. i've always been against marriage just because i i was supposed to have an arranged marriage so i've oh, always been right. like very anti-marriage like i'm independent yeah. I do my own thing, but now I'm like, I don't know, I am kind of broke. <laughs> like, oh marriage shopping. No, but no, but I, I still wouldn't want it. You know, I would be like you. I would jump ship with one foot out the door. I mean the thing is, like, it's weird because I do kind of like whenever I meet someone that I really like, I think I want to be in a relationship, but then whenever it starts to get too serious I panic so I don't know if that's just our generation like we're so geared to like everything changes so fast and there's just always a better option around the corner for everything or if it's just that I am damaged do you know what I mean like I don't know but I really like this guy that I've been seeing but every time it starts to I think you just don't want to be a homebody and what like when you think of wife you think you're a homebody you're a housewife yeah maybe that's part of it and I'm sure there are people who are married and they're not homebodies. There are people, there are women who do shit. But yeah, in our true. head, we just like equate that with the stereotype of like, well, I don't want to be stuck at home and miserable and I don't get to go do my shows and speak my mind and get things off yeah. my chest. Also, I'm kind of like a guy a little bit in yeah. the sense that like, let's say I'm dating you and I'm really into you, but then, you know, I run into Brad Pitt. I want the option. Do you know what I mean? Like, I want to have He's the Brad Pitt now, option. I, well, yeah. <laughs> but maybe not Brad, but whoever. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I'm just saying, like, if Brad is like, listen. You want um, the freedom. I would just want the freedom to be, like, able to go, all right, yeah, I can have a cocktail with you, Brad. Sure. Like, I just don't want to feel like I'm not allowed. Yeah. But not many. Cut to you, know? <laughs> you at 50 years old, like, 
I just wish I would have gotten married. I know, right? I know. Because that's the difference between men and women. Like, guys just get better with age until... I mean, look at this whole thing with Harvey Weinstein that's going on. Have yeah. you been reading about this at yes. all? Yes. He jerked off in a potted plant. Yeah. Oh, I read your tweet on it. Dude, that was so funny. It's oh. so true, though. Thank you. I mean, the thing is, there's so many things I think about it. Because you, you work in this business just like I do. I have had so many executives, producers, agents, so many guys, like I have a great meeting with them and then a day or two later they ask me out. And it is a weird line that we walk as women in this business of like, well, if I say no, is he never going to want to work with me? If I say yes, do I have a better chance? But do I have to fuck him? Securing my whatever? Yeah. Yeah. It's really awkward, you know? And so, and I have made the decision consciously at times to like, I've never hooked up with someone for a job or like gone out with someone because I knew it could lead to a job. But then in my head, I'm like, why but then you think there, there are all these other women who wish they had the opportunity to suck some executive's dick for a job. That's what I'm saying, right? And the, right, and like, you're here having all the integrity in the world and no work, and no work, and no work, <laughs> and I'm fucking losers. You know what I mean? I've fucked guys for dinner at fucking Fridays before, so I'm like, why? Like, part of me is like jealous that Harvey Weinstein didn't give me the opportunity to watch him jerk off in a potted plant. I'd watch him jerk off all day for I'd an Oscar. I'd be jerking off right there right. with him, you know being I mean? like, let's see who can squirt farther. Yeah, and it sucks that he used his position of power, but at the same time, like, every guy in Hollywood does it. Every It's like, guy. that's why they get into the business. Yes, that's because the Because that's reason. where all the hot women are. Right. And then it's like Harvey Weinstein. These guys know when they're 70 years old, nobody's fucking them for any reason except they're Harvey Weinstein. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the only way he's getting fucked at 70 years old by a hot woman. So that's why he came in the first place to do this. But I'm not... It's a touchy subject because women will get angry for being like, uh, it's not. They look at us like, if we say this and take this stance that we're anti-women. Right. And and the thing is, it's like, I've never done it, but I mean, it's, it's, I've only never done it because in the back of my mind, I thought it would create more problems because I feel like, what if I catch feelings for Harvey? And then that blows up in my face. (laughs) That's the only reason. I've never done it just out of like oblivion, I feel like. Like I was an extra in some movie about Wall Street or something in New York and Oliver Stone was directing it and he has a major Asian fetish. not too late let's tweet at him right now (laughs) and we were shooting a scene in the new york city subway and the wardrobe lady like picked a couple of us to dress us up so i usually dress like jeans and sneakers t-shirt whatever i don't care yeah but this wardrobe lady put me in heels and a like fancy dress like I looked like a fancy commuter like going to Wall Street right and all of a sudden came up to me and started talking to me no and he just asked me like what's your heritage and I said I'm Korean and I don't know if I knew I mean I guess I knew who he was but I also just didn't have I was just in the mindset of being an extra yeah I wasn't thinking like oh this is my ticket out I could you know Oh. I could go have a drink with him. What's the harm in having a fucking drink with the guy? Right? I had my cards on me. I could have just given him my card and then he could have emailed me. Dude. Right? But I didn't. And then I remember like walking away and all the grips were like, you know who that was, right? And I'm like, yeah. 
Ugh. But I didn't do I didn't do anything. And now you were like, listen, I fucked up so bad. I had a meeting <laughs> not even that long ago. This is a few months ago. I had this like run. I was complaining about it actually. I don't think I did on here, but I had a meeting uh, a few months ago where I just had a run of meetings where the guys kept asking me out and it was like a joke between my manager and agent because I was like every fucking meeting I go to in LA two days later the guy will ask me out not proposition me for sex but just ask me to get a drink or hang out and it's through your manager no they would like email me or get my contact info yeah. and then hit me up after so I had this meeting um with a president of a major network and a couple days later, he emailed me and said, hey, I had a really great time meeting you. Why don't we grab a drink this week? Or I'm having this party at my house. You should come. And it was just the worst timing because I had literally just gotten hit on by like four dudes in a row that I had meetings with. And I was so fucking irritated. So instead of doing the smart thing and saying, sure. Like what's a, like a harmless what's the harm drink. A drink or going to a party at his house is nothing. It's nothing. I could have right. brought a girlfriend, you know? Right. Instead, I wrote back and said, oh, I regret this. Oh so my much. God, what did okay. you write? I wrote back and said, um, hey, yeah, that'd be great. Just as long as you know, it's only as friends because guys that I go to meetings with always ask me out and it's just, it's really starting to become And you look like a big bitch. Crazy person and a bitch, yeah. And then, of course, he wrote back and was like, oh, yeah, of course, only as friends, LOL. I told you I'm kind of new in town. Um, okay, cool. I'll hit you back to set up a time. And then, of course, like, he never did. And then I never got because work. Because he's like, fuck her. Who the fuck does she think she is? Yes. Everybody's asking her out. Right. And then I felt like a fucking loser for bringing it up. But then I'm like, oh, I was just annoyed because it kept happening. But now, in hindsight, I'm like, it was so stupid of me. I should have... I should have gone to a drink with him, but what if then the next step was he was like, oh, you know, before we get drinks, why don't we go up to my room and I'll show you the the poster for this show. And I then, think but it, whatever. it's up to you to draw those boundaries while you're there. If yes. he says, come up to my room and you'll say, you know what, I'm going to call it an early night and go home. Yeah. And big deal. So he actually probably will respect you more. And want you more and keep trying, which is kind of the one thing with the Harvey Weinstein thing that like, this is going to like probably stir some shit up but part of me is like okay like we're not equal with men we want to be equal with them yes they make more for certain things yes they're in a position of power sometimes that they can like use you know like harvey weinstein using his power to try to fuck women but we also have the power of we know they want that and we're the ones in charge of drawing the boundaries so it's not going to go away it's yeah. not like they can push out Harvey Weinstein. There will be a next Harvey Weinstein who's using his power to try to fuck you. So you can play the game and dangle it out there and never do it for as long as you can and and flirt. Or you can do what I did and shut the door completely and be unemployed riding a fucking bicycle from Hollywood <laughs> to Koreatown. So I say um, play the game. Ever heard of Chelsea Handler? <laughs> Thank you. Oh, my God. I mean, and we don't know. Here we are getting opportunities and we're just throwing them away. Like, I'm so sick of everybody just (laughs) asking me out. Right? 
Yeah. And also, we don't know. Maybe Chelsea liked that guy. I'm not saying that she wasn't fucking him partly for her career, but maybe she also liked him. Maybe Harvey is a fun fuck. <laughs> you know, maybe ties bitches up and fucking whips them and chokes them out and I shit. I mean, it's not like he was drugging them and raping them unconscious. That's what I say. He didn't rape anybody. He said, hey, do you mind if I take a bath in front of you while we talk about this movie idea? <laughs> Like, I'd be offended if some big movie executive didn't try to do that. I'd be like, you don't think I'm hot? Yeah, if you have a reputation for trying to fuck all the women that you put in your films, and then you don't try to fuck me, then I'll probably get, honestly, a little butthurt. Yeah, like, he must think I'm ugly. Yeah, I'm depressed that I've been fucking the wrong people in this town. Well, the next (laughs) next time some guy, you have a meeting, just... Go out with him. What's the harm? I'm going to hit that guy up. It's been a few months. And I'm going to say, no, hey. No, you can't. Why? The time has passed. All right. You Like, he hates you. He's like, this fucking cunt. Maybe you're right. You know? But it is a fine line. It's hard because you don't want to, like, lead them on into thinking, I'm interested in you. But they also know that you're not interested in them. That they have to win you over. Yeah. And also, you know, in... Nine, like, if it's a guy that I think is actually really into me that's trying to date me and court me, then I don't want to lead him on and be rude. But if it's a guy that's using his position to get stupid, like, extras to let him finger bang them in a fucking porta potty in the back of the set, then I think in that case, if you're smart enough to pull one over on them, good for you. Yeah, you why know? don't we be the ones to drug them? Good call. Well, I'm not sure that would get us jobs. <laughs> <laughs> no, we, like, we let's drug, start raping Hollywood executives. We drug them and we use their thumb to like activate their phone and send emails while they're unconscious, knocked out in the hotel. You know what? I'll and, do that with you. We could be then, like vigilantes. Oh my God, we should do that. We should or offer we threesomes, should, threesomes or we a should, fetish. Or we should write a movie where we do that. We just gave away our movie idea. Can um, we edit this out? <laughs> the first the first week that I started stand-up, actually, like, the week I had a show, like, I took a stand-up comedy class in Boston, and, uh, like, my graduation show was that Saturday, but I went to the comedy studio in Boston in Cambridge to check out, like, a comedy show beforehand, and Gary Goldman was there. Oh, I love him. And he asked me out. And <laughs> no way. Here's a date fail for you, right? Oh, God. I had just started stand Like, that was, like, my first week. I was, like, so excited. And then here was this, like, hot comedian, like, asking me out. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, and he was hilarious. He's so funny. He's so funny. So funny. And so he goes, yeah, I'm in L.A. If you ever come out to L.A., uh, let me know. We could go out for dinner. And I was, like, screaming inside. I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. If only you knew that you could fuck any male comedian you wanted <laughs> Anytime, <laughs> any day, anytime. But, but at go the, on. At that time, at that time, I was like freaking out. Right. And then I just like was like, I'm gonna go to LA. And I had a job selling pens at the time, and so uh, <laughs> there was like these NASCAR races that you could sign up for to work because yeah. Sharpie is a sponsor. So I signed up for the one in Fresno, California. So that I could go out with Gary Coleman. So I came out to L.A. And I called him and I go, hey, um, hey, you know, you told me to contact you when I'm in L.A. And I'm here. Oh, my God. So we go out for lunch. And uh, and then at the end of lunch, it was great. And then but then at the end of the lunch, he was like, all right, well, call me when you get back to Boston. I was like, OK. So I call him and he never calls me back. 
Oh. And when you're like 22, you're pissed. You're like, what? You don't call me back? But like, I didn't realize like that's just a thing that guys say. It's like, yeah, call me. They always say that. I hate. This is like one of my hugest pet peeves with guys. Is they always. And I think they do mean it in the moment. They always say things that they just throw out there like it's nothing. But then in your mind as a girl, you're like, you actually go, oh, my God, that's great. We're he wants to do that with me. And then, then the next well, I don't day know if it's, even, if, if it's even a guy-girl thing. I think just when you get older, once you've dated, you just throw shit out. Like, yeah, I'll call you next week or call me next week or... You know what I mean? Yeah, maybe you're right. Like, I hate when I go out with guys and then they, they drop things they say. Like, they'll talk about some place. They've been be, be like, oh, my God, I totally have to take you there. It's amazing. Well, I'll take you there. And then in my mind, I go, oh, this guy wants to, like, see me again. And he wants to take me to this place. And then if they never take me out again, I'm like, fuck them. Like, I'm yeah. still angry. I'm in my 30s and I'm still just as angry as when I was 17 about this shit. Like, I, I Well, you're I take only going to get angrier. Oh, good. It's great. <laughs> you can channel that I'm on gonna stage. Get I'm, I have a Gary Gallman story also, but it's not like a dating story. But um, it's funny because when I first started doing stand-up, I was in New York one time, and I got a guest spot on Comedy Juice at Gotham. Uh-huh. And I was nervous because it was my first time ever performing at Gotham, which is like a great club. And it was like a sold-out show, and it was a great lineup. And so was, I think I was supposed to go on third. It was like two comics, then me, then Gary Gallman. And... <laughs> So, so I'm doing like uh-huh. 10 minutes or whatever. And then I'm nervous as fuck. And Gary Goldman shows up and is like, hey, do you mind if I go up before you? Because I'm doing Conan tomorrow or whatever. He was taping at the time. I'm doing Conan tomorrow. And I just, I got to mm-hmm. run this. And then you just fell in his arms? Uh, no. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah, sure, man. You can, you can go before me. And then, of course, he goes up and just destroys because he's, so funny kills and then i have to follow him i've been doing comedy for like a year or whatever and then he stays to watch my set i I was in my head i was like this fucker said he had to leave so he went up before me killed then he stayed to watch me then i was even more nervous because he was so cute and funny and stuff and then i did fine okay but like nothing (laughs) compared you know what i mean yeah yeah yeah. and then i came off and he was like, oh, great job, great job. And I was just, like, mortified that he even watched me. But instead, I was like, I thought you had to go. <laughs> <laughs> and I just remember him being like, oh, yeah, I, I do, okay. And then I never talked to him again. So, same, fuck you, Gary Coleman. Same here. <laughs> and now we both hate you, Gary. Oh, that's so funny, man. That's so funny. Oh, yeah. It's hilarious. Oh, my God. So, wait. So, are you living now? Are you bi-coastal, basically? I'm just bi-everything. You're bi-everything. Yeah. So, I'm in L.A. And I love L.A. because weed is just so, like, on a whole new level here. That's what I hear from the weed people. I'm just discovering new shit every week. I think I need to switch to weed. I think so. I, I'm kind well, of... Well, you used to smoke. What, why'd you stop? Um, because when I smoked in high school, it was making me so lazy. Like, it would make me so lethargic and tired, and then I just kind of stopped. Because you were probably smoking Indicas. That's what they say. And you have to find the sativas that are energizing. Like, I love yes. Jack Herrera, and I love um, Blue Dream. Like, those just get me going. Blue Dream, my, Joey Diaz gave me some. Oh, I can't remember what it's called, but it was 
almost like doing coke. I mean, it really kind of gave me a little like kick and I had energy and I felt creative. And yeah, I, I well, liked that's it. the thing about LA weed is you could get super specific on what you want it to do for you. Yeah, we should go weed. We should go to the weed store. <laughs> <laughs> Because I don't even have a card. Um, I, the only time I get weed is when Joey gives it to me. That's really it. He gives oh, it to me. When Joey's I, the best. Yeah, when I go to his podcast and I, I do eat the stars of death to sleep at night, but I eat oh, like do? a bite. I can't eat the whole I thing. I eat a corner. Yeah, that shit knocks me on my... Yeah, I can only do one corner at a time, no, too. No, I made the mistake of eating multiple edibles <sighs> with him. What? On the yeah. podcast? Like, or on just, the podcast and just opening for him. Oh, like, my God. I don't know what I was thinking, but I was just... Do you know what that motherfucker did? Out of my mind. He showed up at the ice house one night, and he brought me a Quaalude, and he goes, I found this, my last one. I brought it for you. I was like, oh. I found this. Yeah, I was like, I'm not fucking taking that. Are you insane? I won't what pass the hell, out. What the hell is a Quaalude, anyway? It's like a drug. It's it's like, um, it's basically like what Cosby gave to people before he oh raped them. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, so I was like, I can't fucking take that. I think they're, they're like way illegal now. I don't think they exist anymore. Oh, my God. You could have fucked Joey Diaz. What were Ugh. you thinking? Imagine the opportunities that would have opened up. Well, no, yeah. but it's true. Like... <laughs> Imagine the opportunity. <laughs> See, now that's what I'm talking about. I totally regret it. I no, could, but like yeah. these guys who you didn't go on a date with, like did they hold it against you and like not ever bring you in for another opportunity? Well, like one of them was, a, okay, so before I had the, the agent that I have now, who's a good agent, um, there was an agent, a comedy agent, who's a big agent. He has huge clients and he came out to LA he, we had a meeting he's in New York and he was like really into me business wise and I really really like thought he was I mean he knew my work and, and maybe he is maybe he thinks I'm really funny but then the problem is he started trying to pursue me romantically and I was so bummed you know because I was yeah. like I really want to work with this guy so I told him I don't mix business and pleasure I will never date you while you're in the business, you know, because I just would rather work with you. And then he kept pressuring me. Well, why can't we do both? Why can't we do both? Why? <gasps> you should have done both. I mean, I know I probably should have. In the end, though, you know what I did? I fucking finally went off on him. I couldn't take it anymore. I went off on him. I actually like sent him like a message like, I'm so sick of guys doing this to me. You all do the same shit. Like now that this Weinstein stuff came out, like that motherfucker's kind of lucky. I don't like leak that shit because he's a really big agent but then what happened with him is he actually was like i completely understand i'm really sorry i made you feel uncomfortable and then he at the time kind of had me hip pocketed which means he was kind of working with me but i wasn't signed with him and he would keep sending me jobs but i think he was sending me jobs then out of guilt and maybe a little fear because yeah. he realized he kind of fucked with the wrong girl so he did keep sending me work but most of the other guys just disappear Right. The one guy, the studio exec, like, had me in mind for an actual TV show. And then I fucked up. I should have gone out with him. <laughs> <laughs> Please take me back. Oh, my God. Well, next time that happens, you can. Yeah. But it is, a, it is tricky because things can end badly. And most of our relationships end badly. So, of course, we're going to say no. We'd rather do business. But the problem is, look, 
You've probably fucked comics. I fucked comics. I fucked actors. We're fucking guys at the bottom of the totem pole. These guys can't do shit for us. If you really think about it, we're turning down guys that can help us out of fear that people will think we're the kinds of girls that are fucking our way to the top. And instead, we're just fucking on a plateau. We're fucking in a cesspool. Yes. we're and f- just staying at the bottom. That's what I'm saying. Like, people come out here, and this is what happens. Girls meet famous actors and they go oh my god if i fuck him he's on a tv show he girls can probably look get at me that on his as TV an show. opportunity yes and here you are throwing it away yeah let me tell you that and complaining about it no talent can get you a job on your talent the talent doesn't book the talent the fucking oh, i know i have somebody who tweets me like all the time like you would be perfect to play the older sister on Modern Family, like the little Asian girl. <laughs> and he always tweets the other actors. I'm like, that's not who you tweet to try to get me on, but thanks for trying. That's what I'm saying. But it's like, then I look at the guys I'm, I go out with, and they're usually like guys that are like actors and musicians. Bartenders and, and waiters. Porn stars. and Yeah. Door guys. Chipotle managers. No one that can help me. Although but the they're Chipotle prob- guys they're probably connect. hotter than the guys who are trying to get a you know well of course a little action that's that's really uh yeah why they get so mad and don't take another meeting with you we're doing it wrong we need to change up our whole my whole business plan (laughs) fuck patreon what am i doing (laughs) fuck patreon like i get 15 dollars from patreon (laughs) like honestly like what am i doing right Uh, you probably have the same problem i have because you have this like fun dirty sexy right no we we have a lot in common yeah and um it's true we put ourselves out there a lot and and we do like provocative videos or photos and we post them and people misconstrue that as, like, we want this sexual attention. A hundred percent. It's so true. And we're like, just because we're showing our ass crack on Instagram <laughs> does not give you the Thank right you. to write these nasty comments. Yeah. Or it doesn't... It, it is true, like, um, this guy that I was seeing recently was, you know, he was like, I do like you, but... I just thought from the way you present yourself that you were just looking for a good time. I didn't think you're looking for something real. And I'm like, just because I, I didn't post- know your career was a real thing you're pursuing. Right. <laughs> They're like, your tits I are have- in every photo. Yeah. I'm like, dude, I just because I make jokes, like even this, this stuff we're talking about today, I mean, when it came down to it, like at the end of the day, I have to like the executive to fuck him. I'm not just going to fuck him for the movie. Yeah. You got to like him. We're good girls. We're from the Midwest. That's the problem. Yeah. We're from the Midwest. Yep. That's the problem. Whereas like... If, if we'd grown up out here, we'd be porn stars for sure. Oh my God. Do you think so? <laughs> so I mean, I think I would... Uh, I think if I didn't wasn't raised the value system that I had, I would at least have probably been a stripper at some point. Yeah. I, I think I would have been like a waitress at a strip club. Yeah, maybe. You know? I like, still those girls that. make a lot of money. Do they? I Is anyone so. hiring? <laughs> <laughs> like, let's go do that. Can I ride my bicycle to that strip club and, and wait tables sweaty? I mean, we'll make more than our Patreon makes us. <laughs> we should do that. We should, we should do that We should together. waitress at a strip club. Together. And film it. Yeah. You know? But you can't take cameras in strip clubs. You can't? We should do. We should do. I'm that. sure there's a strip club out there looking for a little publicity, a or little, maybe, a little bump. We know what we should do. We should DJ together at a strip club, like one night a week. 
Oh, let's do it. That would be actually. But really I would play fun. like oldie songs. Great, we'll play whatever we want. Because I hate the music they play at strip clubs. Perfect. That's what we would do. We would bring our own voice to the strip club, and then you know, and then on the side, every once in a while, I would go out and dance, dressed up as a grandma, <laughs> and I would strip down to granny panties. So my favorite is when people email me. They're like, I really appreciate you for the comedy. That you do, like they're like. I know you're attractive, um, and I'm not Aww. trying to hit on you. I really, actually think you're really funny. Besides, right? And then they're like, and also send me a picture of your you- butthole. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know. And what also, you mean. will you go out with me? Yeah. Growing up not popular and growing up looking hideous, like I like people always comment that they're like, oh my god, your Instagram followers are so disgusting. Like they write the creepiest stuff to me. I don't ever look at it like it's creepy. Me neither. I am flattered. Me too. Totally. A hundred percent. And like, whereas my regular friends who have like day jobs where they go to an office and there's like an HR lady yeah. and stuff, they're just horrified. They're just like, oh my God, look at the nasty stuff that they wrote on her wall. I love when people are like, every once in a while I get, and by the way, you know what's interesting about this? It's only ever guys that are bothered by the comments and it's only ever guys that say things like like the, the joke I posted about Harvey Weinstein today like uh, there were guys that were offended no women were offended and I was like you know it's funny because I don't think like when people say you're setting feminism back by posting hot photos or by you know showing your ass on a tennis court or whatever and I I feel like it's the complete opposite like I feel like feminism is being empowered and embracing the fact that you can do anything as a woman a guy can do like if if and you're still getting the work and the stage time and the opportunities even though you look like this well thank you and you are too it's like if you were let's imagine you're a woman who owned a movie production company and you know occasionally you had a business meeting in your hotel room let's call her harriet weinstein (laughs) You're Harriet Weinstein. And occasionally... And some hot guy came. Yeah, some 20-year-old dude wants to be in the movie, and then... And you're like, let's role-play a scene. <laughs> let's, let's go over... Let's rehearse the sex scene just to make sure, since you're new to this town, let yeah. me walk you through this sex scene. Yeah, now, if you did over that... Over and over and over again. If you, <laughs> if you did that now, at this day... Imagine the press you would get. Right? With the way you look right now... People would probably have a problem, you know, they'd go, that's not right, Esther, for you to make that young boy fuck you. But if you were 60 and you did it, people would be like, God bless you. If I was 70 years old and I could get hot 20-year-old guys to fuck me and I was a millionaire and I could help their careers at the same time, I would be posting that shit on my Instagram. I'd be like, here's me fucking this 22-year-old boy at 70. I wouldn't have Guys, them I went fuck too far. me because 20-year-old boys, they like they don't know how to fuck good. They fuck like they're All right, like, rabbits. 28. I would have them like <laughs> fan me and feed me grapes like I'm some like just, I'm Eddie Murphy and coming to America. Yeah. I hope I can still get young guys when I'm 70. You will. That's really what I want. Well, you exercise. You like do all this um stuff now on your videos. For- what is that thing you do? Barbazon? <laughs> Barbosa, Barbosa method. It's like Pilates, bal- like floor ballet. Oh, okay. All I'm saying is, it's not right what he did, but I just think that you know, as a woman, um, I wish that I could have that kind of power. That's all I'm saying over people. No, and we can. <laughs> You're right. We have the power of the vagina. 
You know, don't you think we can in some way? Actually, I think we have more power than men. Like, we smart. can collect some open micers right now and make them do shit for us. I think we, we should We can make them that. our slaves. Let's have an open mic where we... You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to start giving guys feature work, but they don't have to fuck me, but they have to clean my apartment. Exactly. Yeah, they have to clean my apartment. And, they and have, nothing wrong with that. I, I think that's fair. It's just like guys in New York that have to go out on the street and, and bark to get audience members to come into the comedy club for stage time. I'm just going to make my guys I won't sexually harass them I just want to demean them I just want them to come over and queen my apartment <laughs> call them names queen. while they're on their all fours <laughs> you missed a spot why did this get so just, I turned just this just humiliate mean. them yeah I like that idea no I know people are going to complain somebody emailed me they were like can you stop talking about how attractive you are like we get it I don't even bring it up other people always bring it up like within... you never said you're attractive you actually said you were an ugly teenager like four times <laughs> I know yeah right it's other people who say that i'm attractive i still don't believe it which is why i need to post those pictures for the validation you fucking idiot if we knew we were hot we wouldn't have to post our asses on instagram i actually i get the same thing sometimes it's like i don't think that i'm hot but but people like you wouldn't you wouldn't date yourself like if you were into girls like your type would probably not be your type well, I wouldn't date me because I'm. In, I know how psycho I am, so that's a whole other. But just thing. physically, um, no. Because like you're so used to yourself, yeah. Like, you're, you'd be like, let I'm me, too veiny. Let me go, like your veins show. Like, yeah, like I think I have like guy veins. Where? Like my arms and stuff. Look, I have big veins. Oh wow, you're, I'm getting. I'm you're getting, so gross. I'm getting. I'm getting quickly. <laughs> By the way, it's so funny what girls notice. Like, no guy ever would be like, I was about to fuck that chick, but then her veins, though. I didn't notice your veins. Thank you. Well, yeah. it depends on how cut I am. I'm a little big right now. I've actually been trying to gain weight, which sounds like such a douchey thing to say, but I just, I lost so much weight for the shoot a little while back, and then I've been trying to gain weight back ever since. How'd you lose that weight? Um, I started to not eat carbs, not eat late at night, and I just worked out like twice oh, a day. I eat rice like twice a day. Really? I guess that's carbs, right? I think Asian people magically digest rice in a way that white people can't. Well, we've been eating it for centuries. Maybe that's why. It's just natural for us to eat it. Because you just can eat so much rice and still be small. And our poops are the size of rice pebbles. Is that true? Mm -hmm. Do Do Asians have tiny poop? Do you keep photos of it? No, I should. Are you like Red Band's girlfriend? Red Band's girlfriend sends him photos of her poops. Oh, does she? Yeah. I'm like, that's the fucking weirdest shit I've ever heard him at. Like, she doesn't send him, like, nude she sent him poop photos (laughs) i don't ever want to see a photo of anyone's poop and i don't even want to see my own poop oh come on you don't look at your bowl yeah i look but i mean it's not like i want to look i'm not excited to look yeah you know i don't enjoy the the sight of it i look like as soon as i lay one down i turn around like extremely quickly you just said they're like they're like uh rabbit pellets they're not they're all different variety like it's amazing the variety that comes out of my butthole it depends on what you're eating yeah when you eat a lot of rice it probably gets a little fibrous well sometimes i just have that one giant one and then sometimes just like these little little guys just scurry out and they're curled and everything. Wow, they're like what uh, are your poops like, like? Cheetos, like hot Cheetos, little curly like fingers. yeah. Um, it really depends on how much anxiety medication I've been taking. <laughs> you take anxiety medication? Well, it's herbal. Yeah. Okay, okay, so I get I have this powder called um, 
natural calm. Have you ever heard of it? No. So I was like dealing with a lot of anxiety for a little while. And then my friend Jen was like, you got to buy this stuff. It's called natural calm. And what it is, it's like magnesium citrate, but it's in like powder form. Uh-huh. And you put it in water, and you stir it up, and you drink it, and it's supposed to calm you down. But that's also what they give you if you're having a colonoscopy. They make you drink magnesium citrate to clean you out. Mm-hmm. So in a small dose, though, it's supposed to make you calm. Well, it does, but it also, when I get really stressed out, Sometimes I double up or triple up on the amount you're supposed to put in your water. Oh, damn. Yeah. So and then shit everything out? It, I mean, that, like it cleaned you out. But if you ever need to be small for like a photo shoot, you take that, that shit will... Like the same day or the day before? Day before, day or two before, maybe like yeah. two days before. But I think I was taking so much because then I started to realize that it did that and it made me really skinny. So then I started taking so much that my shit was like pee all the time and my skin color was off like i think i wasn't absorbing any nutrients anymore from the food i think yeah. it was just so i had to slow it down and i shit my pants it's almost a form of bulimia um without throwing up you're, you're just, right you're shitting it out wow i never thought of it that way you but know? what a great loophole in right the puking process yeah like i wouldn't <laughs> i wouldn't want to puke i would much rather poop it out. Yeah, it, you're it right. Uh, wow, Natural Calm is definitely not going to sponsor my podcast now. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, it's funny because one time I took too much and then I, I pooped my pants at a comedy club. Like oh, right before shit. I went on stage. And I had to go on stage with poopy pants. Oh my God. Yeah, it was a bad day. And then um, and then uh, I had to judge a costume contest. Could, could people tell that you stunk? It was actually, I kept thinking like they must smell it, but they probably just think someone's farting. I mean, it was the most awkward set because I remember the whole the whole time I was headlining. So I was up for 45 minutes. I remember the whole time I was on stage trying to stay near the back of the stage so no one would smell it. Oh, no. You know what I mean? Or like sit on the stool. Like I was like, if I sit down more, it'll be like trapped. I mean, it was only a little bit because I... It happened, and then I had, like, 30 seconds to run to the bathroom and, like, try to clean up real fast. I could hear the guy doing his closer, the feature, so I knew it was, I was about time. So I tried to clean up real quick, but it was a mess. And then my I was wearing a long shirt. It dipped in the toilet bowls, and the oh, back of my shirt got... Awful. It was disgusting. And then I had to go on stage like that. So then for a while after, I cut down on the anxiety powder. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my God. But let me tell you, I was very calm. That day. Really? It was a calm day. I guess that's why I like pooping. It makes me calm too. Yeah, because you're shitting out all the toxins and stuff yeah. from your body. It's so good. All the caffeine the best. and all the like yes. n- nervous energy that food, you know, these processed foods give you. Exactly. I think it's great. And also I uh I'm weird too. Like I don't like to I don't like to poop on days I'm I'm gonna have sex because I want to make sure that my butthole is like super clean. So if I know I'm gonna have sex then I don't eat that day so that I won't poop. Like, I'm crazy, dude. I'm so psycho. I'm so psycho. I keep my poop super regulated. Oh, wow. I like to poo. I like to poo, like, everywhere I go. What? Yeah. I like, can't. I have the ability. Like, I've, you know, there are people who can't, like, like people who, who get can nervous. cry on cue, you can poop on cue. I can cry anywhere too. Do you have poop on cue on your resume? Because you should. <laughs> I should. You're like poop on demand. I missed that one. <laughs> I have rollerblading, taekwondo, and ping pong. What was I thinking? <sighs> wow, that's hilarious. Oh my god! I love that you have ping pong. Yes. 
Yeah. Well, so that's my, that's, but no, I've never actually been able to poop while in public places. Really, truly. I, I have to, if like I don't at poop. At airports, in, you don't poop? No, never. If I don't poop in the morning, I usually don't poop all day. Wow. So I got to, in fact, that's why sometimes when I'm on the road, mm-hmm. um, I won't go for a few days because if I'm like, if I have to get up and go do radio or do something early in the morning and then right. I'm busy most of the day, then a lot of times I can't. I just it's weird. My body won't go after morning. Wow. I don't know. I saw an episode of Oprah about that. People who can't poop after like a certain time of day, like it's a psychological thing. <laughs> I guess I'm just so talented that I can just poop. Like, I could just drop. Pretty jealous. You know, drop my shorts and go. I'll bet if you told Harvey Weinstein that he'd get so hard. (laughs) (laughs) He'd be like, you can poop on your hand. Get in my bathroom. I'm going to take off my bathroom and jerk off in the bathtub while you poop. Oh, my God. You know, we are Midwestern girls with integrity. I think so. I think that's part of the problem. Yeah. And our careers would be like further along if we didn't have so much fucking stupid integrity. I know. It's so annoying. I've thought that so many, I really have thought that for so long because you know, when, I, when my Playboy TV show came out, I had so many guys messaging me like, mm-hmm. why don't you webcam or I'll send you, I had a guy offer me 10 grand to make him like a private video. Like I've had so many offers that, you know, it's like. I can't even afford to buy a new car right now, but I won't, like, sell naked photos. It's just there's some – and I don't know if it's integrity. I think for me what it is is, like, we're, we're comedians. We put so much of our personal lives out already. Everything is public. We're talking about our shit right now. Like, we're so public that I feel the only thing that I keep private is sex and nudity. Yeah. So I don't want to give it away to somebody for no good reason but i do think an oscar is a good reason (laughs) (laughs) i'm just waiting to release mine till i have something bigger to promote (laughs) honestly i mean the truth is i we're acting like we have so much integrity it's not like harvey weinstein offered me a role no like no one's bill cosby never tried to fuck me like he he never never gave me a scholarship to his acting class his jello making workshop i'm available for um the next major studio executive no you know what it is it's like we want to think that we're special that we're not like these other whores in hollywood (laughs) and we do it to make ourselves feel better like we're here for a reason yeah i'm here really pursuing my career and i'm a serious comedian i'm gonna make it on talent yeah. That's what we think. And, like, how stupid are we? We're idiots. Look how many people in this town have, like, huge careers and no talent. Look yeah. at the Kardashians. Fucking Kim Kardashian is worth more money. Like, what has she done? Nothing. If you made a sex tape, you and I should make a sex tape. Yeah, I saw her We need sex one tape. more person. <laughs> we need one more famous. Guys, who's, need, guys who are listening. We need a penis. We need a famous dick um, who's desperate. <laughs> Who could that be? Who could we use? Let's let's brainstorm this. Guys, tweet at us. Who? It could be like Pee Wee Herman. Oh, ooh. Should we do a threesome with Pee Wee? Do you think that would go that would go anywhere? I'm not sure anyone would see doesn't, that. Doesn't he have a show somewhere? I don't think I'm not sure. Okay, who would be the ideal person to run into I next? I love the idea of Pee Wee Herman so much. You know, because he was masturbating in a movie theater. In character though, not Paul Rubin. Pee Wee he? Herman. Oh, <laughs> We want to fuck Pee Wee Herman. Hey, we'll fuck anybody in a Pee Wee Herman costume on Halloween, okay? Like, at this point, we've fucked up our career so bad. 
from I'm our own you. ignorance I'm and stupidity. We're, idiots. We're, we're idiots. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. That's a great idea, actually. Let's what about it. Steve Urkel? I know him. J- J- uh, Jaleel White. Oh, the he might actor? be useful. What is he doing? Uh, acting stuff, I think maybe. But what if we fucked him as Urkel? Yeah. I could hit him up. Let's do that. I bet he'd do it. I bet. <laughs> I think I'm. Sorry. Speaking for him, I bet he'd do it. Um, Jaleel, if you're listening, I, I was going to get him on my podcast. Actually, we'll do another episode where we have Jaleel on and see if he'd be down to for an Urkel fuck. Let's do it. I also know Mr. Belding. He was just on my podcast. There are so many options. Mr. Belding, I met because my college agent was repping the both of us. Oh, really? Yeah, I met him at NACA. He's a sweetheart. I really like him. I wouldn't be able to fuck him. I, I like him as a person. Yeah. Not that I don't like you, Jaleel, but. I just feel well, like did, that's better, did, too. He did massage my, uh, my back. Clitoris? What? No! <laughs> <laughs> my shoulders. What if we you know? fucked um, Jaleel? I think that actually the Urkel idea is the best because it's like, also it's like the racial rainbow. We've got an Asian, mm-hmm. a blonde, a black yeah, guy. Yeah, we need more diversity in Hollywood porn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in Hollywood sex tape. And then just to add some flavor to it, we find like one... No, Rich but we don't Jewish want, executive. We don't want like an actor. We want like uh, a higher up guy. What if we could find a woman with a company like Penny Marshall? Yeah, exactly. Fuck her. <laughs> <laughs> this has been really fruitful. Oh my I think. god! I think this has gone really well for us. I'd wow. like to cut out the middle part where uh, where I got dark and mean, but you know, it happens. Listen, I, I'm out of Adderall. I can't focus for an hour. <laughs> Someone could send me Adderall also. <laughs> I'll fuck you for Adderall. Let me make a list of things I'll fuck I you know, for. You know what? Burritos, the problem is Adderall. that these meetings take place during the daytime hours when women have integrity. If meetings took place at 8 p.m., 9 p.m. Stop giving them ideas, Esther. Then You're by right. that time, it's like, oh, if you haven't been hit on all day and then you walk into this meeting and this executive's like, hey, how about a drink? You'd be like, okay, I'm down. Yeah, actually, you know what? I think you're on to something. I think I'm going to tell my management to only book me meetings now um, at bars after 9 p.m. The next Listen, time someone calls. I don't, you know, it's hard to kill at a meeting in the morning. Actually, it really is. I don't really do my best work until after happy hour. I mean, I've done it and like, <laughs> I've done radio at 7 in the morning. Ugh, and I'm, never funny, I'm never good. I'm never good. I'm terrible. It's in the better morning. in the afternoon I agree. when no one's listening. You know, we're already kind of a little libated up. I think you're right. I think you're right. Afternoon meetings are the way to go. All right, future executives. Now you know what to do. I know. This is the new this is the new Hollywood. This is what we want. Nighttime yeah, we're, meetings. We're already too old. They're like they're like, Okay, we'll try this on the twenty year olds. Also, if you could just be more clear about your sexual harassment, that would also help. Like instead of being vague and being like, Hey, that was a great meeting. We should get a drink sometime, just say, Hey, if you fuck me, I will give you this movie. Right, role. just detail in the email with bullet points like I'm gonna jerk off, you're gonna jerk off. And, and you're going to be in you Silver Linings to, Playbook. You don't have to touch me. I don't have to touch you. You just want to. I totally agree. If it's just because sometimes the reason we're not sure is because we go, what if I go to drinks with him, you know, and then he's annoying or he really likes me and he never offers me work. Then are we dating? Then am I going to have to turn down work when I start fucking him? Because it seems like that's why I'm fucking him. If you're just clear, hey, look, yeah. 
here's the deal. <laughs> I jerk off in a plant. You you get an, a movie role, or at least you know the guy like the girls he paid out. I'd be happy to be paid out, dude. Not, how much did they get paid? They got paid lots. Of, I mean, these and, Harvey and, Weinstein. I mean, like what like what level of harassment did they deal with? I will to get watch paid? you jerk off for a Toyota Corolla. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I don't even need, you know, I don't need a lot of money. I mean, in the grand scheme of sexual harassment, it wasn't that big of a deal. That's the problem. Like there was, It's w- like first world Hollywood problems. Yeah, I read a lot. Because I really, before I started tweeting jokes about it, honestly, I really... You edumacated yourself. I did. Because I wanted to make sure, like, he didn't forcibly rape, assault anyone. Rape a girl. Yeah, and like, the only thing I could find is that he kind of put his hand... One girl said... He grabbed my boobs and and put his hand up my skirt or something. Um, there was one. There was one girl that I saw that said that, and then, you know, he paid her out. But that girl was, like, an intern or something. I'm not saying that's okay, but I mean, like... She doesn't even have an IMDb page. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not saying it's okay, but all I'm saying right. is, like, we don't know. I mean, Harvey Weinstein's worked with how many women? If only one is saying he touched me without my consent... I I would say maybe that was a one-off. Maybe she... Who knows? We don't know. Why was she sitting close enough for him to get his hands up her skirt? I mean, I don't know the details is all I'm saying. Right. But everything else I read was him saying, hey, can I have this meeting with you naked? Hey, can we have this meeting in my hotel room? In a room? bikini. I, I mean, you know, it's like... Well, no, he was asking to be naked. It's just what he did is not okay, but I didn't see anything like where he raped someone. Right. You know what I mean? So it's like he did what every fucking guy in this town does. He did it on another level. And it's hard not to like sympathize with a fellow sex addict because it sounds like he's a sex (laughs) addict, you know? (laughs) So it's like if I was a dude, I would totally do the same. Like, it, oh. It's not that bad. No, it's here's the problem though. It it is bad because it puts us in an awkward position over and over and over again. But I see what you're saying. It's like, and maybe it's because we're comics, and maybe it's because we hang out with guys too much. But to me, it's like, look, it's like I I'm buddies with uh, this football player Zeke Elliott, who's been in so much trouble, you know, because he was on a rooftop and he like pulled this chick's top off and exposed one of her breasts at a, like a party and is like this huge controversy. And then in my head, I'm like, you know, they were fucking. I've been at parties with guys I'm fucking where maybe we get drunk and maybe as a joke, the guy like would pull my skirt up and flash my ass at everyone. Right. And I would never be like, how dare you? Like, I would blow it off. Like, oh, it sucks, but everyone's seen, you know what I mean? It's like, so maybe I'm too, maybe, maybe we're I too chill. Maybe I new Instagram followers. <laughs> <laughs> like, maybe you and we're, I are maybe, too chill. No, the problem is that we've dealt with so much sexual harassment. That's what it is. We don't even, that it doesn't, it doesn't phase even us anymore. Phase us anymore. It's like, that's we're how insulted. you get to feature for somebody. Oh, no. <laughs> I mean, this is the thing. I will say this. I have never ever fucked a comic who gave me feature work i've fucked plenty of comics who have not given me feature work and fuck you guys but no i fucked plenty of comics i fucked a couple comics 
who I never worked with because I didn't want people to think that was why I was fucking them. So I wouldn't work with That's them. That's why I didn't fuck comics because I didn't want people to say, oh, she only got that because she fucked him. Exactly. But then <clears throat> sometimes I look back and go, I should have just taken the work from that guy, you know, when I was fucking him because I didn't, but people thought I did anyway. We're idiots. It's like Chelsea. You know, I was just having this conversation with another comic and he was like, well, Chelsea fucked that guy to get her show. And I was defending her like, you don't know that. Maybe she liked the guy. No, and she did like him because I read her book and she's hilarious. Yeah, but the thing is, even if, let's say she was in love with him and let's say she was like, you know what? I'm not going to let you give me a TV show because everyone's going to think that's why I'm fucking you. She'd be a fucking idiot. So she got a TV show, so then everyone's like, that's why she fucked him. We don't really know why she fucked him, but at the end of the day, imagine how dumb she'd at be the end if of the she day, never took her the show. At the end of the day, her show was good. If it sucked, that's it. it wouldn't have lasted on the air. Correct. So, so, whatever. But also, as women, like, we, like, I have a friend of mine, she told me that when she was 22, she worked at Bed Bath & Beyond. There was this old creepy guy who grabbed her boobs one day, like, in the break room, and just, like, assaulted her, Ugh. right? And when that was happening, this other woman was like, you knew that he was going to do that. What? And she goes, she goes, you know what? And I did know. Because every time he, like, like guys don't just try the first, like, that's, Correct. that's not they the first yes. thing that they go for. They totally. test the waters. Yep. So she says, you know what? He put his arm on my, he put his hand on my shoulder and I didn't, like, brush it off. You're and, right. And guys do that. They try little things like that to see how you would react. And so it's up to us. And we are like the super dorky Midwesterners, clarinet players, who are like, yo, get your arm off my shoulder. Like, before they even, you, you're you, right. you email them you're like, right. no, you're not going to get yeah. in my pants. You're right. You're totally right. I mean, it, you do see it coming. And yeah. that's the thing, though, is like, you do have to walk a fine line as a woman because you, you don't want to burn a bridge, so you kind of have to flirt enough to not offend them, even if you're not interested. But at the end of the day, it's like this. We can either... Like, we can either use the power we have and, and flirt with them enough to get gigs, or we can do what I did and stiff arm them and not get gigs. We could just also start wearing pantsuits everywhere. Or just not wear underwear and make sure they know. <laughs> it's like the I girl, never wear underwear. It's, guys like, right <laughs> it's like the girl who, like, like, everybody told her, like, in school, like, hey, you know all the boys, like, look at you underneath because... Because they can see your underwear. She goes, that's why I stopped wearing underwear. Yeah, exactly. I used to do a joke about that. Like, no one who is out of the house without underwear forgot to put on underwear. Yeah. It's a conscious choice. I don't wear a bra very often because I just don't like bras. And I notice the difference when I don't wear a bra. I guys get looking. more stuff. Yes. And, like, so then in my mind, it's like... I'm not an idiot. Like, I don't have to pay for my boba tea when I <laughs> don't wear a bra. It's amazing. Listen, guys, coffee bean adds up. And, uh, um, all right, cool. Well, thanks so much for doing my podcast. Dude, this was so awesome. I love you so much. I love you. Yeah. And you guys follow me at Kate Q Funny and uh, check out Date Fails on iTunes, SoundCloud, blah, 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 blah. Check out my new sketch show, Sorry Not Sorry, on Go90.com. Thanks. Mm, bye. Bye.